you might not want to own a firearm. That's fine. I'm, not, I'm never going to chastise you for it. But I'm never going to take away that right for you to defend yourself. The red flag bill is the single biggest threat to the Second Amendment this nation has ever seen that isn't wearing a red coat from Britain. The people are starting to wake up at a rate that the anti-gunners were not ready for. Now we're running the steamroller. Hey everybody, welcome to The Survival Show podcast with producer Ben and me, David, where it's our job to take you step-by-step through the mindset, skills, tactics, and gear you need to survive almost any crisis, emergency, or disaster and show you how to use the lessons you learned today to thrive in your life tomorrow. Producer Ben. Producer Ben? Where's Craig? What are you doing here? Hello. Craig is cooking sausages over a fire. I just saw his Instagram post. Oh, they look you? really good. <laughs> <laughs> He's cooking venison sausages with some potatoes in the woods. And we're here stuck in the uh, concrete halls of SHOT Show 2020. But it's fun. Meeting some cool people today. Yeah. yeah like that... guns and gadget guys. Yeah. So today, guys, Ben and I are going to be joined by Jared from Guns and Gadgets on YouTube and everywhere else. Uh, Jared is in active law enforcement. He's a, he's a lifetime professional, and he's a pas- passionate supporter of the Second Amendment. So today, we are going to talk about the Constitution in a fun way, and the one amendment that secures all of the others and the Constitution as a whole, which is the Second Amendment, in his opinion. And we're, he's going to tell us why he thinks that. And we're going to go into a wider-ranging discussion of, of things like why every American should care about the Second Amendment. We're going to talk about some stuff that's going on right now in the news in Virginia that it will affect and potentially dramatically affect the Second Amendment one way or the other. Red flag laws, uh, how to be a responsibly armed citizen, how to get trained. We're going to do, I think we're going to do a lightning round of of questions, and those are always fun because I, I never tell anybody what they're going to be, so it's uh, great to get people's immediate response, and a lot more. You don't want to miss what Jared has to say. I know it's going to be fantastic, but before we bring Jared in, Ben, let's talk about the Sportsman's Guide, just briefly. You guys know the Sportsman's Guide. Sportsman's Guide's great. We talk about it all the time, but if this is your first time, just go over the Sportsman's Guide If you are a freedom-loving outdoors person and you just, where you just like to camp now and again, you might live in a city and you want to go to Yosemite or a national park or the Adirondacks or whatever, you can get everything you need over at the Sports Sports Guide. Guide. Guns, gears, gadgets, fun stuff, great discounts. They have military surplus stuff over there. That's one of my favorite categories because... With everything that's happening uh, with a lot of uh, mom-and-pop shops shutting down, it's actually hard to find a good Army-Navy store anymore, old surplus stores. But if you go to Sportsman's Guide, they have a great military surplus store, like the best I've ever been in. And it's all online. You can shop right from your home. So that's the Sportsman's Guide. Yeah, and... They have new deals, like, every week. They do. Every they do. They got new deals. They got uh, free shipping and pretty fast. Yeah, they have like, like a little club. So if you're gonna if you're gonna visit there more than once or twice, 
I don't, I don't even know that it costs you any. It might cost you something, I don't know. It's not very much, uh, but you can get even better discounts and free shipping and all that sort of stuff if you're a club member. And I, if I'm remembering correctly, I checked a couple days ago and they're, they're uh, doing up to like a 35 or 40% off special on a bunch of hunting stuff and uh, winter, winter wear clothing and cool stuff like that. So that's over in the Sportsman's Guide and our other sponsor, of course, is tinysurvival.com. So you can go to tinysurvival.com, build your own everyday carry, ultimate everyday carry kit right there. We've got an app on the website there. You can go over to Amazon or there if you want to. And uh, you can pick up the Tiny Survival Guide, the Tiny Survival Card, and we just uh, released over on, on Amazon the uh, Tiny Knife Sharpener. That is a, uh, what is that? That's a, it's like a credit card, dual-sided, dual-grit diamond sharpener, so you can sharpen up your knives anytime in the field with that. So it's tinysurvival.com, and we're over on Amazon, too. So Ben, you ready to get into this? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Okay, let's bring Jared in. Hey, Jared. Welcome to doing? the show, man. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So uh, what I like to do as we get started, can you just tell the guys uh, a little bit of the backstory, whatever you want to tell them, and bring them up to uh, why you're doing guns and gadgets and maybe how that merges with your role in, in law enforcement? Yeah, sure. So uh, it started when I was younger. I was always somebody who was interested in, in law. Um, which should have been a warning up front for my parents because not a lot of kids want to read laws because um, it's boring. <laughs> but um, I, I knew at a young age I wanted to be in, in, the, in the police field and uh, did everything I had to do to obtain that goal. And uh, a couple of years ago I had a shoulder surgery and I was hemmed up at home, couldn't do anything. And uh, I was always that guy who was up on all the changes on law, not only because it was a passion of mine, but it was my job. Mm -hmm. And I would always have people call me, you know, hey, uh, can I do this? What's allowed here? You know, uh, in Massachusetts, can I have this type of firearm? Um, so I've always done it. So I was bored one day, and uh, my son and I were talking about you know this new thing called YouTube, and uh, I had him hold up an iPhone 4, and that was the start of the channel. Uh, I did a, a couple of small videos about a, my new armor setup that uh, armor setup that I was doing, uh, but then I did a couple uh, law videos, and that's what I really wanted to do, and that's where I found the most immediate response, uh, and it just kind of blossomed. Um, I started local, you know, from my area. To, I did videos on how to get a license to carry in Massachusetts. Uh, and then the next step was to tell people about what's going on in my state because what happens in one state, uh, there was nothing out there to tell anybody. You know, I, I didn't know what was going on in Missouri, and people in Florida didn't know what was going on in Maine. But ultimately, that's what the anti-gunners use to take away our rights. That's how they infringe, is they just, it's death by a thousand cuts. So I started to cover more and more stuff nationally, you know. Hey guys, this is what's going on in Ohio. If you live in Ohio, this is the bill. These are who you need to talk to. These are the guys and gals who submitted it, and this is how you can stop it. Uh, and I've just kind of focused on that. And as the channel's grown, uh, we're all everybody who works on the channel. We're all friends. We're all in, uh, in the law enforcement field, and we're all firearms instructors. So we're trying to work in much more range stuff uh, because that's what I really wanted to do when I started this. But mm -hmm. it was expensive. Um, <laughs> but the news is always going to be the primary. Uh, thing on the channel because that's the biggest threat to us right now is is what these the anti-gun crazy people are doing uh, with money. Mm -hmm. That's basically what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of how it uh, blossomed, and uh, um, I'm lucky enough that 
There are a lot of people out there like us who believe in our rights and believe in what the founders uh, drew up, and it should be interpreted the way it was written mm -hmm. back then, the day the document was written, and uh, i just keep pressing on. That's good. Can I ask how long you've been in law enforcement? Uh, April will start my 23rd year. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So uh, as we get into this, can you just share with, I mean, we, we have new people tuning in all the time. Can you just share with them just what the Second Amendment is, uh, maybe why is it important, and why should everyone care about what's going on there? Well, the Second Amendment, to me personally, is the most important uh, written rule that the country has. It's, uh, it is essentially the right for the people to keep and bear arms. It's 13 words that make up the amendment, uh, and it is the single amendment that maintains our liberty. Uh, it, back in the, in the days when they were discussing you know, the Bill of Rights or, or ways to amend the Constitution, they were, they were worried about which amendment should be first. You know, free speech was mm -hmm. a big thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but the second is there to protect the first, because if the first falls, then you defend it with the second. And if we don't have the second, then the nation falls. So that's, that's how I look at it. You know, I mean, everybody is going to have their own little take on it, but uh, the Second Amendment is the last line of defense for the nation. And uh, that's why I believe it's, to me, the most important thing we need to watch as far as any type of infringements. Mm -hmm. So taking that from you to other people, uh, why should they care? You know, maybe... Maybe people, somebody listening really doesn't like guns, they like survival, they like maybe knives and all that sort of stuff. Why should they care? So as trainers, we have a, a, a phrase that we use. It's another tool in your toolbox. All right? I might never, ever need an angle iron mm -hmm. or a protractor, but you can't tell me I can't have that protractor because that's my right. Second Amendment's the same deal. It's, you might not want to own a firearm. That's fine. I'm, not, I'm never going to chastise you for it but I'm never gonna take away that right for you to defend yourself because it's not my right to tell you how to live your life. It's not my right to take away your ability to protect your children, to protect your loved ones. Uh, you know, that is your God-given right. It's inalienable for mm -hmm. a reason. So for people who are you know, anti-gun, they don't wanna have guns for whatever reason, um, that's fine, they can think that. They don't have to use that tool, but they sure as hell can't tell me I can't have that tool in my toolbox. Mm -hmm. I often say to the people that Probably the safest place that I ever go to on a yearly basis is SHOT Show. Yeah, other than they don't let you carry. They don't let you carry. That's <laughs> true. That's true. But yeah. there are enough guns on the floor that if something <laughs> ever broke out. <laughs> so could you give people maybe an example? Because maybe you know the statistics. I really don't. But there, are, as far as I understand, there are no freedoms as far as gun carry laws in the world uh, like what we still maintain here. Can you speak to that and maybe give, uh, if you have a his, uh, geographical perspective or historical perspective of what happens uh, when people don't have these sorts of rights? Well, the Second Amendment is the only amendment we have. It's the only right we have that you have to jump through hoops to get. Like, they can't say, all right, wait, you can't speak in front of this crowd, you know, unless you have this license to carry, and that's, you know, reciprocal in this state. Um, nobody says uh, you can't have a right to speedy trial unless you pay the government $100 for a five-year permit. Yet that's what the Second Amendment is in a lot of places. Um, even though the Supreme Court cases that say you cannot charge a fee for a constitutionally guaranteed right, 
states are still doing it, and that's why people are still fighting it. Um, and as far as historically or geographically, um, I think the Second Amendment is an easy target. Um, today, most people in America, not everybody, but most people have that standoffish approach where if it doesn't physically or monetarily bother me and my family, I'm okay with it. So if, if uh, you know, restricting magazine uh, count doesn't bother you know, Mr. X, Y, or Z living in the middle of the country who don't shoot, they don't care. They have no reason to stand up and shout, saying that, you know, hell no, we won't go, or whatever, mm -hmm. because it doesn't bother them. But if he's a plumber and you, now the government's telling him, you know what, you can't use solder anymore, you know, you can't flux those pipes anymore, that affects them personally, they get more involved. Mm -hmm. I think we need to make sure that we communicate with everybody, especially children at a young age, what the forefathers wanted, how the country was won. It was actually created with firearms. Mm -hmm. And the Second Amendment is that catch-all to stop it from being a tyrannical government again. And it's getting close. Um, geographically, you'll, you'll find like places like California, um, Massachusetts, New York, Maryland, lately Virginia. Um, they're, influ they're influenced a lot by Michael Bloomberg and George Soros and their money. Uh, mm -hmm. these, these guys have gone out on record saying they're going to do everything they can to, to you know, delete the Second Amendment and they pump money into areas to influence you know, races, whether it's a small town race or a big state race. And uh, unfortunately, people like to be influenced by money. Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a politician or the voting populace, uh, they don't go out for the right reasons anymore, and we need to get back to that. People need to realize that the best thing they can do is go out and vote, even if it's something that you don't think is important. Uh, it's our civic duty. You have to get out and do it. And when we don't do it, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. So you just brought up a few names here, and, and it's, it's, always a, it's always really really hard to assign motive. Mm -hmm. But, but I, try to, I try to understand all positions. It's just the way I was made, right? But I can't understand, really, if you're coming at it from a uh, uh, freedom-loving, liberty-loving perspective, why people like, you mentioned George Soros, there's you know, 10,000 million other people mm -hmm. out there that would love to get rid of the Second Amendment. Why? 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 What, what, you know, in your analysis, why, do people, why are people so passionate about getting rid of it? Because ultimately there's an agenda. They want to have full control over the populace so they can do what they want. Whether you, you know, you're part of the pe people that believe it's the Agenda 21 factor, which if you haven't read that, you should read that, or if it's some other type of control doctrine. Uh, there's a reason throughout history, there's a reason that populace was, was, uh, was disarmed, and it was for control. And we know if you pick up a book, we know what happens when people are disarmed. And... Uh, the forefathers knew not to let that happen, and that's what the insurance policy of the Second Amendment is. Mm -hmm. That's good. Now, you guys are in law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Now, there, there's, there's people out there that, that talk about getting guns off the streets, right? You, as, as being a career law enforcement person, uh, that's not your perspective. Why not? Don't you want to just get guns off the street so you know things are easier on you? No. In fact, the more good guys with guns, the better off we'll all be. 
if you look at some of the recent shootings, the church shooting, uh, who stopped that? It wasn't the cops who were 10 minutes out, mm -hmm. it was the people in the congregation. Uh, other shootings that happen random here or there throughout the country, there's a lot of them are stopped by either the use of force or the show of force by law-abiding citizens utilizing their constitutionally guaranteed right. Uh, so just because I have a particular job doesn't change the fact that that's the way it's supposed to be. So that's really good. So, you're, so we're talking about uh, the citizens, you know, taking responsibility, us all taking responsibility for our own safety and security because you're never going to be there, right? Almost never going to be there when something happens. No, and it's I'll be, be the first late. to tell you when seconds count, police officers are minutes away. So do the math. I'd rather take my own safety into my own hand than to have to wait and pray somebody else shows up and can handle it. Mm -hmm. So, so that's really good. But my personal belief is I, I'm not going to stop somebody from going to, you know, the local gun shop and, you know, exercising their rights. But many times there are people that, you know, they'll get a Glock or they'll get a little Smith & Wesson or something, and they've never shot it. They've never used it. They haven't trained um, nothing. You know, maybe maybe they were in, maybe they served 40 years ago or something like that. Can you just speak to some important rights and responsibilities that you feel like we all should take seriously? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whether it's a firearm or a, you know any tool, you insert a hammer. You have to practice and be proficient at it if you expect to be able to revert to that and and be surgical with it when needed. Um, just because you go and buy a gun doesn't mean you know how to use it. And you should train, you should absolutely train, you should go to the range and practice. Um, at least I know that every tool that I have in my toolboxes at home, mm -hmm. I know how to work them very, very well. So that if I ever have to protect my life or somebody else's, I have the confidence, no matter what I'm carrying, to be able to, to, to at least attempt it. Um, and everybody else should too, you should be reasonable. To, to at least understand that if you're going to take on that, that big of a task, you should be able to do it good. You know, the last thing you want to do is to you know, pull, out, uh, pull out a knife into a gunfight. You know, you know the saying, if you, if you have a gun, know how to use it because you could actually do more harm or cause the wrong people to, to think you're a threat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Uh, let's just look at some current events, if mm -hmm. that's okay. I'm sure you're up on all the stuff that's going on in Virginia, right? A little bit. There's a, <laughs> there's like a, many things. There's like a, a wide gamut of things that are going on. Uh, pick whatever you want to start with, mm -hmm. because I think they're all really important. You know, from red flag laws to, to whatever, and maybe step people through because there's a lot of noise out there. Can you just speak directly to folks that are listening and and let them know what's what's going on there and how that, if if that goes in the wrong direction, how it could affect us all. But start wherever you want there. Yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll, I hate to pinpoint a certain area, but we'll, we'll take Virginia because that's the hotbed yeah, right now. Right, yeah. So Virginia was, their elections this past November were influenced by a couple of reasons. Uh, Michael Bloomberg money, he told everybody he put two and a half million dollars in to influence this, this past election to get more Democrats mm -hmm. who had his point of view. And then they gerrymandered a few uh, districts to create uh, a second seat in Democratic control areas already. And what that did was the, the previous uh, legislative body had a Republican majority. And the governor, Ralph Northam, 
uh, he tried several times over the last few years to institute things like assault weapon bans, magazine uh, restrictions, uh, red flag law, universal background check, all the, I'm doing air quotes for those who can't see, all the common sense gun control that the sheep eat up because they don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. uh, so when he was aided by uh, Bloomberg and his money and the redistricting, he got his uh, Democrat majority and the night of the elections he took to the stand and said, we are passing this gun control now. So the next day, uh, multiple bills were pre-filed for this legislative session that started uh, two weeks ago, and they threw everything into one basket, uh, from red flag to magazine restrict, all, everything. Everything is, is submitted in Virginia, and even recently they submitted a bill that would criminalize you, quote-unquote, harassing any of those elected officials. So if you call them out on what they're doing, they could construe that as harassment, you can get charged. So now they're going after the First Amendment. Um, the VCDL did a big lobby day where they had you know, tens and tens of thousands of people show up in support of the Second Amendment. Well, now there's a bill that if they pass it would make that illegal for next year. Uh, anybody marching or parading with a firearm that could cause one person to feel like they were intimidated would be illegal. So they're trying everything they can to basically take over and turn Virginia into old school Nazi Germany. You know, he wants ultimate control, he wants the citizens to have no rights, and uh, what we're seeing now is that they're passing them through, uh, through the uh, committees, and they had a few of them already voted uh, through the committee last week. We had a couple of them, the red flag made it through yesterday through the Senate, it's now going to the House, uh, and it's just, it's ridiculous what's going on. Uh, I don't know, if, as long as they vote down the party lines, it's gonna, everything's going to pass. There's just, we need... We need some of the uh, elected officials there to do the man in the, or the woman in the mirror test and, and do what they were elected to do instead of taking the money. Uh, I don't know if mm. that'll happen, but as far as the biggest issue for me is the red flag. The red flag bill, and once it's signed the law, is the single biggest threat to the Second Amendment this nation has ever seen that isn't wearing a red coat from Britain. Uh, it can take anything you say in jest, whether it's verbal or written, and somebody can construe that as a threat and if they feel in fear, they can uh, have a red flag issued against you without your notice. You won't, don't get in front to go. No front due of a process. Judge. None at all. No due process at all. You don't get your day in court. You don't get to. In some states, you don't get to know who even uh, filed it on you. Police come, take all your guns. No, no questions asked. Uh, and you might get them back. You probably won't. Uh, and it is backdoor gun control, backdoor gun confiscation, and it's about as as illegal as it can get. But it hasn't been challenged to the high court yet, and until it gets there, states are running with it. It's, it's spreading like wildfire. So let me ask you this. There's a lot of, over the last, I'm going to just say specifically 10 years, going back to the Obama administration, law enforcement, police, ICE have gotten a bad rap. Mm -hmm. What's your perspective on all that? So, I'll say this, regardless of the profession, there's, there's people in that profession that don't shine the best light on it, whether it's an EMT or a taxi cab driver, there are great people in that job and there are bad people in that job. It's not going to change just because it's a badge. Um, but I will say that, at least in my experience, there are more line officers and staff with us in this fight than there are against us. Um, and my expect, my ex, you know, what I expect from them is that 
if that time ever comes where they have to make a decision or they get a, an unlawful order for gun confiscations or whatever, that they remember they took an oath. You know, I've taken two oaths, one in the Navy, one as a police officer. And when I left, it didn't say, you no longer have this oath. Uh, it is my job, it's my duty to protect and defend the Constitution just like every other police officer in the nation. And if they violate that oath, then in my mind, they're not a good cop. You know, I can't be there for everybody, but uh, I know what I'll do if it ever comes to it. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to know their core, right? What they're about and, and that's, you know, in the end, uh, that's your legacy. Yeah, it's, it's the man in the mirror test for me. Mm -hmm. I, I do it every single night, you know. Did I, did I do my best today and what can I do tomorrow to make myself better? Um, I'll never sell out the nation for a paycheck. It's just not worth it for me. I can find another job, mm -hmm. you know, but I can't find another country. And my kids' freedom and my grandkids' freedom is right. what I'm here for. Right. So can you talk, can you just share with people what uh, I think is really cool? All these counties in Virginia, specifically right now, I don't know if it's, if it's in other states, but the uh, Second Amendment sanctuary movement? Yeah. Can you yeah. speak to that and share yeah. with people what it is and what it's about and what your thoughts are? It's, it's in a multitude of states. Uh, last I saw was, I think it was 22 different states, and there are over 420 uh, counties, municipalities, or cities now that are Second Amendment sanctuary. Um, what it is, is there's, there's two different types, is ordinances and resolutions. So a resolution is basically uh, an area saying this is what we believe. But an ordinance is a law, basically. A city ordinance is a city law. And what they're saying is, is that we hold the Second Amendment you know, in the utmost respect, and we will not do anything or pass any law or take any action uh, to infringe on that. Uh, and it started uh, you know, back when... Uh, Indiana, I mean, it's not, I'm sorry, uh, Illinois started their stuff, and Washington started their stuff a couple years ago, uh, and uh, New Mexico, but people really didn't pay that much attention because, again, it didn't bother them. It wasn't in their backyard. But when you see a state like Virginia, who has, throughout history, been pro-gun and had never had any problems, all of a sudden, this is done overnight. Uh, it, it raised a lot of eyes. So... A lot of uh, county government got together, a lot of local uh, and city governments got together and, and put Northam on notice and said, you know, we're not doing it. Uh, we even had sheriffs come out and said, we're not doing it. In fact, they were in the, in the crowds as well on Lobby Day. Uh, it, the people are starting to wake up at a rate that the anti-gunners were not ready for. And I believe, uh, and I spoke with Dick Heller yesterday about it, and in his word was, we're, now we're running the steamroller. Uh, so we're kind of turning the tide. They weren't ready for it. And at least if you look in Virginia and you follow what's going on with the bills they're trying to force, they're on the run and, you know, they're, they're nervous. So uh, if you want to do something similar, you can start your own Second Amendment sanctuary wherever you live, if you're listening to this. Uh, you can go to gunownersaction.org slash S-A-S-O. And that is the Gun Owners of America, who they have a uh, PDF document on there. You can literally print it out, fill in the blanks and put it in your municipality and submit it to your, uh, your local legislature. Uh, and they also have a fact sheet that if they want the fact sheet, you can print that out. And they have uh, a petition sheet with names if you need to take names and signatures too. So it's all there, print it out and, and don't wait for the next guy to do it, be that person. You know, walk into town hall and say, I want to submit this. That's really good. So what, what's your thoughts? I mean, it, it's constitutional, right? It's 100% constitutional. <laughs> I think the Second Amendment said way back when that the nation is a Second Amendment sanctuary. Uh, but uh, 
a lot of people have forgotten that. But this is a, a new way to, to put them on notice, and there are a few uh, bills passed, uh, uh, submitted in different states that are basically saying no matter what happens on a national level, you can't enforce it in our state. So it's, it's, we're seeing a lot of good things happening, and um, I'm just hoping to keep getting the word out in states that are uh, both infringing and doing good things for the second. It's good. You're in law enforcement in general, and I'm sure this affects you too. Immigration. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to immigration? Well, I live in Massachusetts where they just, they don't, you know, they just want to, actually, they, I saw an article today, they're going to try to become a uh, sanctuary state. Immigration is great if you do it the right way. I'm all mm -hmm. for it. You know, there are thousands and thousands of people that come in and do it the right way, and it's, it's a struggle. But it's set up that way for a reason. Um, I don't care where they come from. If you're a cool person and you want to assimilate to our country, come on in, just do it the right way. Uh, but when you don't do it the right way, you're, it's, it's, it's criminal in nature, and I believe they should be dealt with. The way you know the, the way the laws are written, you know, if you're not here the right way, get back out and do it the right way if you really want to come in. It's good. Yeah, Ben and I were having that conversation as we were walking through town yesterday, and and uh, just all the Hispanic families that are just fantastic. Their their family, you know, freedom loving. Just it, it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome to see. You know, everybody come. Just do it legally, right? Just come the right way. I mean, We've got jobs. Gotjobs.com, right? Yep. Yeah, President Trump. Can you speak just to uh, your thoughts, impressions of President Trump from your perspective? I think he's doing, so I, I personally have a couple different views, uh, mm -hmm. and I'll preface this, that what, one thing I say will probably anger a lot of people. Uh, but <laughs> That's I what we're here for. <laughs> take everybody, I, I, I judge people on their actions. Mm -hmm. President Trump is doing a hell of a job running this country like a business, because mm -hmm. it is a business. We have budgets, we have imports, we have exports, we have bills, etc. He's doing a fantastic job in doing that. Where my issue is with him is when he does, he says he's you know, a staunch supporter of the Second Amendment, but his actions say other things. I have a whole bunch of videos on my channel of people you know, who are enraged right now hearing that would like the truth of what I'm talking about. Watch the videos. But to me, you can't tell me that I'm, I'm a champion for the Second Amendment and the eight-year assault on your rights is over, and then 30 days later say, take the guns first, worry about due process second. In my world, you don't get to, to do that. You can't, it's talking out of both sides of your mouth. And, you know, he's done bump stock bans. Bump stock is just a piece of plastic. It is not a machine gun. Mm -hmm. He gave the ATF the authority to, to make that into a machine gun. So what's next? Now you see them taking shotguns and deciding overnight that that shotgun is now, uh, a, a, you know, an NFA item. Uh, so we're now entering a, a facet of time where an agency who is not able to create law is basically creating law. One day this napkin is legal and if the ATF doesn't want it there, then the next day they can say there's three folds in that napkin, that's an assault napkin, you can't have that. Uh, that's dangerous, it's very dangerous. And in my opinion, those comments that the president said, when he said that, everybody who is anti-gun, Feinstein and all those folks, Chucky e. Schumer, a light went off in their head and they ran with it. And I think we have to play some cleanup because of that. Mm. Mm -hmm. But I'm also, now I know I'll get a, a bunch of emails. It's not that I'm asking for the lesser of two evils. I voted for Donald Trump, and as currently constituted, I'll do it again because he's running the country, country the way it should. However, I am a single party voter, a single uh, issue voter. I have an issue with what he said and what he's been doing in mm -hmm. the Second Amendment. He could stop this, he could talk about Virginia. And, and bring more eyes on. He can bring more eyes to that than I can. Mm -hmm. um, you know, all it takes is his little Twitter. 
handled to put out a couple tweets, and right, he, could, right. he could, you know, launch the right type of a, uh, of uh, attention to it. But uh, he's not. You know, he's tweeting about other stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that he should have. I mean, it's tough, right? He's basically the biggest CEO in the country, and he's being pulled in a lot of directions. I get it. I, you know, it's probably a job I would never ever want to be. Uh, but uh, when you take something that you ran on and took a lot of money from a lot of us red-blooded, hard-working Americans because you said, I stand with you for the fight of the second, and then you've done a lot of things against the second, it just doesn't look good. Gotcha. Fair enough. Well, well explained. So, so as a father, uh, are you grandfather? Oh, no, come on. Oh. <laughs> are you a father? Uh, yeah, my oh, okay, kids, okay, yes. okay. So, so uh, as a father, uh, a community leader, I, I believe that anybody in law, law enforcement is a community leader, entrusted by the people to uh, provide safety and security for all of us. What do you wish people knew about what you do or about you? Um, I don't know. So I, I, I try to stay... I try to stay humble because I'm just... Or just, poli- just people that serve like you serve. What do you wish they kn- knew? That you can... You don't have to follow what everybody else does. It's okay to be a man of honor. It's okay to have integrity mm. and talk mm-hmm. about things even though the political flavor in your local area might not like it. Like, I, I mean, my, one of my senators is Elizabeth Warren. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to speak out against any, anything she does against the second. Right. Um, and it takes a strong-willed person to do that, mm-hmm. um, but I believe the more of us that do do it, the better off we'll be. That's good. Do the right thing. Absolutely. Know what you believe, right? Uh, figure it out. Don't just repeat talking points. Yeah, and don't be afraid to stand for what's right. Yeah, good. How can people show their appreciation for law, law enforcement? Uh, what would serve you and people like you? What would... What would make you feel maybe like what you're doing is is what you maybe imagined it would would be when you started, or how do you get back to that sense? I don't know. That's a tough question because each person who gets on the job is doing it for a multitude of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get the the academy answer that every recruit comes in and says, "I want to help people," mm-hmm. uh, but there's so much more to it. Um, what I want people to do is to realize that we're not we, we're not the bad guys. You know, we're not the ones passing. The stupid laws in your area, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, we're the ones that have to deal with it until it's corrected. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain laws, like as, as long as police, in general, have discretion. Other officers should use the discretion that is entrusted in us to do the right thing. Um, I can't speak for every state and locality, but there are only a few instances in Massachusetts where you shall arrest, and then your hands are kind of tied. But if you aren't dealing with an incident where you shall arrest, you have discretion. Discretion is a very powerful thing. So your enforcement, if people have a problem with what you have to enforce, they need to get serious and get with their lawmakers. Absolutely. I mean, talking about gun control is the same yeah. thing. You know, you, yep. If you're upset because your, your local sheriff or whatever is telling you you can't have this type of magazine, well, the time to start your complaints of that was probably five years ago. Now, now a lot of parts of the country are doing knee-jack rea- re- reactions to this stuff. Uh, it's not too late, but you need to pay attention to what's going on in your locality because... These gun control things, they just don't happen overnight. You know, mm-hmm. They've been trying these things and, and laying, uh, laying their, uh, their plan for a while. And uh, you know, places like Guns and Gadgets is trying to help people see 
what's going on wherever so that we can stop this stuff before it starts. Two minute lightning round, mm -hmm. ready? Yep. Short answers. What do you every day carry that would surprise people? A picture of my wife and kids. Nice. What items do you every day carry that you wish more people carried? Uh, a firearm, a knife, and a tourniquet. Good. Uh, what one or two things would you tell people about situational awareness? Keep your head on a swivel, watch your six, and don't trust anybody unless you know them. Excellent. Uh, quick answer on firearms training to uh, reduce the barrier of entry for people who want to carry. Um, get over yourself, take a class, and if you think you're good at what you do, take another class because you're not as good as you think. Good. What book are you reading right now or what's a great book that you'd like to recommend to people? Uh, 13 Words, written on the Second Amendment. Nice. Fantastic. So, this was great. This was great. I think this was the shortest uh, interview podcast we've ever done. You've done a fantastic job, but there's so much more to you. There's so much more to this. Uh, you, guys do, you guys do reviews of uh, tactical stuff, all kinds of stuff on guns and gadgets. Yeah, we do uh, guns and gear related stuff. Um, uh, a lot of news, obviously, but yep. uh, you're going to see uh, quite an increase in firearms and stuff on the channel in the next uh, month or two. Uh, one of the good things about SHOT Show is we're going to make, you know, meet more people and shake more hands and we're lucky enough that you know, we have access to stuff in the state and we're going to show people how to use it. That's awesome. So tell people how they can find you. YouTube, uh, Guns and Gadgets, Ampersand. Uh, you can just go to youtube.com slash gunsgadgets. I'm also on... You guys came right up, yeah. Twitter, yeah. Uh, on Twitter, on Facebook. I'm on everything. Full 30. I try to spread it out everywhere because some people don't like X platform. Uh, but we're pretty easy to find. That's awesome. Jared, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Pleasure's all mine. And please, would you come back again sometime? Absolutely. Fantastic. Have a great day. You too, man. Be safe. Yeah. All right, everybody. And producer Ben, that was fantastic, wasn't it? Jared was amazing. All right, guys, before we cut you loose, please, please, please go support our sponsors, Sportsman's Guide and TinySurvival.com. And uh, pick, your, pick up yourself a Tiny Survival Guide, Tiny Survival Card, whatever works for you, right? It's a win-win for everybody. And please, this is free to do so. It's free to listen to the podcast, all that. We love to uh, give away cool stuff and the, the information and uh, bring in great guests for you guys. But it takes a little bit to keep this all going. So what you can do is to help us out is just go subscribe if you haven't already done so. Share the podcast and please uh, go over to uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. That helps us out. Go anywhere that you listen. Just leave us a good review, some nice comments, especially the comments. And those, those actually really encourage uh, Craig and Ben and myself. A lot of work goes into this. Producer Ben, you don't hear him much, but he was, he was here today. But he is, he is the man. He spends more time than any of us on the podcast. Um, Craig and I work on the content, bring in the guests, prepare the notes and stuff. But Ben's there editing and, and making sure everything gets posted for you all. You guys have the easy part. You just get to talk. <laughs> I have to listen to you guys for like hours. <laughs> and make us sound good, right? So yes, please subscribe, uh, share with your friends. Yeah, just take a, take a picture of, of, snap a screenshot of the uh, Survival Show podcast page and just share it on your social media and, and tell people about us. That would help us out a lot. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Survival Show podcast. Keep it simple. 
be positive. And stay sharp. <laughs>